go. And welcome to episode 340, or 440, excuse me, of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. I'm Ian, and this is a podcast that says, In order to appease the gods, the druid priests held fire rituals, prisoners of war, criminals, the insane, animals were burned alive in baskets. By observing the way they died, the druids believed they could see omens of the future. 2,000 years later, we've come no further. Sam Hain isn't evil spirits. It isn't goblins, ghosts, or witches. It's the unconscious mind. We're all afraid of the dark inside of ourselves. Nice. Yes. Little, little Dr. Loomis from Halloween 2. Dos. Dos. Hmm. Yeah, I thought, you know, it's Halloween. I thought I'd give you a little, little something there. A little tip yeah. of the hat to you, my friend, and your little derby there. You're looking looking pimp smooth, if people could see that. My derby. Yeah. Hmm. I could not pull off that hat. No. No. Much the same way I can't pull off a fedora. No. No. I'm like a strictly a baseball hat guy. That's the only thing that works on my head. <laughs> so how are you, sir? It's a crack up with my Red Bull. Pretty good. Yeah. 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 I, uh... Watch that uh, Saw movie with Chris Rock. Oh, yeah. that, that Okay, yeah. Spot, what is it called? Spiral, I think. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. It actually looked really good. Yeah, I was shocked. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah, watch that. That was pretty good, I have to say. I, mean, I think that's about it. I didn't watch yeah. anything. Uh-uh. Not that nothing anything not anything comes to mind. I've been watching Treehouse of Terror all day, so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I, I watched today, and I would highly recommend it. Um, it's on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Batman the Long Halloween. Oh, I I, I, watched, I did watch both of those. Did you? Yeah, last yeah. Pretty what, good. What, what what did you what what did you think of it? Like cuz like I mean, I I've I've read the comic book. Like I that's one of my that's in my top 2 or 3. Like maybe <clears throat> maybe in my top 3. I mean, maybe in my top 2. I can't I I I can't quite like Batman Hush is one. Like, that's my all-time favorite story. And, like, it's, like, the long Halloween is, like, right there along with um, Bat, Batman Broken Bat. Yeah. Like, what, what did you think of, like, what you saw? I, I liked it. Yeah. I, I, like, I like the whole Harvey Dent thing. Yeah. I got into that whole... Whole thing. I I thought it was just. I thought it was, the story was great. Um, 
made sense, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I like this Two Face, you know, from anything I can compare it to. Well, it should be relatively familiar to you. The reason I say that is the long Halloween, like that story, like the the storyline of Harvey Dent was like largely influenced by the long Halloween and the Dark Knight. Right. So like like a lot of that, like even to the point like like those uh, those are like in the back of the comic book, in the back of the the graphic novel, they have like the alternative covers and stuff. Like they even have like the a movie poster like it was like done like back in the 90s or the late the early 2000s where like like it's like i believe in harvey dent and he has like the vote button like over half of his face yeah which they did the the as a movie poster for uh-huh. the dark knight and um like so like when i was watching the dark knight like having read the long halloween i'm like Fuck, he stole this shit straight from I mean, lifted it straight from the fucking comic book almost. Yeah. You know. But I do like like that that version, that 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 tale of like how he becomes two face, I like a lot. Yeah, me too. I, I really got into it. Um Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was really good. I mean, I watched the whole thing. I mean, I really liked it. Yeah. I didn't know all about the fight at the end though. I think that, <laughs> I think those guys would have not, not necessarily taken bats out, but I mean, like, put a hurting on them more than they than they did. Yeah, you know what I mean. Especially Joker. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah. So you know, it's like they were all coming at him, and he was all fighting them off. Just you know, kick here, kick there. It's the only thing I was a little disappointed in. I get what you're saying. I think I needed a little more violence at that point. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're seeing violence throughout this whole first and second part, you know, with the calendar murders and all this stuff. And, you know, graphically, people yeah. be taken out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we get to the big fight. And it was kind of like, mm, kind of let me down a little bit. Yeah. Because I, I, well, I think the problem is, like, I, it's like those those characters are just it's it's that weird thing of like I mean, they almost become henchmen versus the powerhouses that they the right. they can wield right you know I mean? Mean, part part of this is is like this is taking place not too long after Batman Year One yeah so like that's part of it cause like I mean you know you notice like he's not Commissioner Gordon he's still Captain Gordon yeah yeah you know um. So it's like this is like year one, like Joseph Loeb and Tim Sale, the guys who wrote the the graphic novel, the book, you know, they they talked to Frank Miller about can we play in that in that sandbox he created with Batman year one and Uh kind of go back to that a little bit. And he's like, yeah, sure. Do what you want. I don't give a fuck. And so like that's kind of like where they're setting it. This is like maybe a year after Batman year one. (laughs) And so. Like the real focus is still the mob. Yeah. And even in the story, the focus is the mob. It's like, but like the those characters, it's like they almost include them almost as a side note because like 
you can't tell a Batman story without Joker or Scarecrow or something like that. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. But the reality is, like, that's not where the story laid at all with right. those characters. So the only thing that bothered me was I, Justin Eccles did a very, very good job as Batman. Right. Like, I wish, I still wish it was Kevin Conroy. Mm. Because that's just the voice of Batman forever and forever. However, for Joker, they had D. Bradley Baker doing the voice of Joker. And he's doing a really fucking good Mark Hamill impression. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like, and and, and he did the voice of Joker in, uh, I think it was Batman Arkham Origins, that video game. Like, they, they didn't bring Hamill in for that. And they didn't use Conroy. They used somebody who sounded similar to Conroy, but younger. And um, they had D. Bradley Baker voice Joker in that game. So it sounds like Hamill. And um, it just makes me wish Kevin Conroy was doing the voice of Batman more. Because they right. have that, you know. So that, that was the only thing Like I kind of like, uh, I wish it was Kevin. I, I wish I wish Justin Eccles sounded more like Kevin Conroy. But I, I liked I liked that Justin Eccles is, is his voice as Batman overall. Like it just, it's tough when that's that's the measuring stick. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I thought overall they did a really good job of kind of like. I'm glad they, t- they chopped it into two parts, like they did, and they told the full story as it was. You know. I think there are little things here and there they kind of left out. But like like there's little things like like throughout like especially like Batman year one and then into the long Halloween, like Catwoman thinks Carmine Falcone's her father. Right. And that's what she's like. So like the things like well, what does she have against the Falcone family? Well, it's because she's the outcast. She's the 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 bastard, if you will, you know, right. and um, so that was kind of like like what her motivations were. And like at the end, when she, you know, he's like Louisa, you know, that was like I guess her mother's name, you know, and <clears throat> stuff like that. So I mean, it's like like, but that doesn't make like, unless you understand that, it doesn't make as much sense as like it does when you read read the book. Um, I see. Yeah. But like overall, I I enjoyed the shit out of it. Like I I was very happy with how it was done. I, I like it. They didn't fuck with the ending because the ending is important for the well, most part. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the whole thing, like Harvey turning himself in. Yeah, I love that part. Yeah, and yeah, uh, it's it's. I'm just like unlike like. Loved how he he had to stand for his crimes. Yeah. That's so yeah, badass. It is. Like, like <laughs> when I go back and I like think about like like Batman Hush, like I said, like they twisted that that ending around a lot. Yeah. And but I still enjoyed like the story that they told, even though it wasn't really the story of Hush at the end of it. Um, mm. but like with this, like they stayed pretty true to the ending of the comic book for the most part, and um, I was very happy with that. 
Yeah, I thought the ending was great. <clears throat> yeah. I didn't see it coming either. I mean, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't see how hard he was doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or could have been doing it. But uh, I wasn't sure who was doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, <clears throat> I liked, I mean, you learned to like that Den character. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, and they made, they and they made that happen in the movie too. You liked Harvey Dent in the beginning. Of the yeah, I mean, I did. And even though he was with what's her name, I even I mean, you know, that, even Bruce Wayne liked him. Yeah, I mean that that line <laughs> of you know, you either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah, that was from the movie, <laughs> or yeah. that was the movie. yeah. But I mean, that, that but that that line in that movie, like, is like so. Like self prophecy and like the whole thing of like that the the model holding up the thing over dense face like they like you know well maybe you're the Batman like no no I I get too little sleep as it is you know I mean it, it um if I can watch his face I can't think of the the actor's name I know you're talking right. yeah but he I mean, he did a phenomenal job like playing that character like even like the once he becomes Two Face, he's like, you're like, eh, he kind of has a point, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, he completely had a point. Yeah. I mean, that's right. The villains that you love to hate. Yeah. Right. And he he pulled that off. I thought that was one of the stronger villains in the Batman universe that we have in cinematic. Yeah. That and Joker. Yeah, I, mean, I thought. It, 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 I thought the two of them in the same movie was phenomenal. Yeah. And Talk I mean, about and that, two powerhouse actors. Yeah. And they share that that phenomenal scene, like, where, you know, in the hospital room. Yeah. You know, I'm just a dog chasing a car. I mean, that, that's so fucking good, you know? No, I know. Believe me. Yeah. It's, it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Just because I Ledger like the gi- Ledger gives him the gun, and you know, what are you gonna do? You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, so fucking good. I like the way that movie started, and I like the way it ended. Yeah, I, I just thought it was just all of it was that good. Like, and it was just, it, it's probably I have to say it's probably one of the best superhero movies I've ever seen. It is, as far as being as far as written, acted, and dark. I mean, it's, yeah. it's one of the best <clears throat> best written uh, comic book movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Truly. I mean, there's yeah. nothing. In... I mean, from beginning to end, it, it just it stands up. When you have a character like Ledger and you wait for every single word that comes out of his mouth, it's like, yeah. what is he going to say next? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and you've seen the movie a hundred times, but you still wait for those words to come out of his mouth. Yeah. It's that good of a movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, oh, yeah. you don't, you no longer, like, Batman is an entity, but he's no longer the main focus in this movie. It's all jokes. You know what I mean? Like, it's all Joker. I mean, he is the main focus, but you know what I'm saying. You wait for Joker to come on screen. Right. 
I, I think the, the interesting thing... He's not the background about, character. You know what I mean. Right. He's not as forefront as Joker. Like, I, I think, like, if you go back to, like, the four previous Batman movies, like, the two the two by Burton and the two by Joel Schumacher, like, it's almost like whoever is Batman is in, inconsequential in those movies. The villain right. is what you're really there to see. Like... The villains really steal the movie, and and, and, <laughs> and Batman's character is never like other than, you know, uh, my parents were shot. Like every single fucking movie has the, the my parents were shot scene, you know, yeah. and like you know, so Batman like never evolves. Like, in, but in at least in the Nolan trilogy. The character evolves. Even if I disagree with how the character evolved, the character evolved. Right. You know what I mean? Like, in the second movie, like, he's like, you know, again, I disagree with this this take, but in the, even in the second movie, he's like, I can stop being Batman. Because of Harvey Dent, I can finally stop doing this. I can have a normal life because of Harvey Dent. Right. You know? And... That that always kind of annoyed me because that wasn't the case. Like with Batman, the 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 crusade will never end, you know. But but that was the evolution that Nolan gave the character, and I, I feel like you know you're right. Like to a certain extent, like you know you want you waited to see the Joker because Heath Ledger was so entrancing when he was on the screen. Like you couldn't keep your eyes off of him when he was on the screen. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, the character of Batman was still much more interesting that he's still the forefront character. Like, you know, Ledger was just that fucking good, though, as an actor that you were just like, I can't wait to see what this guy's going to do next. Yeah. That's the whole problem. Yeah, Yeah, that's the thing. It's like. And in that movie, the first time I watched it, I was like, holy shit, what's he going to do now? Holy fuck. Yeah. And that hospital scene, I was like, that's that's fucking badass right there. I mean, the whole the whole thing in the interrogation room with the cop, like, yeah, you know, after Batman leaves and he's like talking to that cop and he's like, you know, that's why I like a knife. A knife's more personal. You <laughs> see what a man's about when you kill him with a knife. You know, you're like. Shit, <laughs> you know. You can feel him getting into his head. Yeah, like it's like it's it, it's so weird. It's like um, there are some scenes with Ledger that you forget you're in a movie. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't. It's hard to describe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like he, the problem the is, like, God. The the problem is that like you know, unfortunately, Heath Ledger went so far down that rob, rabbit hole, it probably killed him. Yeah. Like getting so far, he he went so far to get into that character's mindset. Like, I you know the 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 journal that he kept and everything about the Joker is like, you went to a dark place, my friend. <laughs> you know you 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 went to a very fucking dark place. I mean it shows on the screen, but man, mm, <laughs> you know this is yeah. sad. Yeah. But like I said, like. <clears throat> Every character that you come across really in that movie was completely believable. I mean, yeah. like, they brought a performance that was, like, above. You know what I mean? From Gordon to Batman. 
to Dent to Joker. Do you know what I mean? Like, like even Eric Roberts as like, Sal Maroney was like, yeah, you know. Oh, but he broke his leg. I mean, um, everything about it was just—they just brought their A game. Yeah, you know, what I mean? everybody brought their A game, and that's. Truth be told, I mean, that's why the third movie was so bad, because nobody had the reggae on at all. Yeah. Characters weren't believable. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it just wasn't. I thought Bane's voice was believable, just not his look, sort of. I don't know. I just couldn't. I liked them. The, the, pro- the problem is, like, you, you run into that, that issue of, you know, for the most part, like we we could we could agree that some of these roles got thrown out the window when it comes to reality. But you know, Nolan was trying very hard to keep things reality based. Keep it real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, like with Bane, you can't have him on like like this jacked up steroid shit that like he's on like in the comic books and the cartoons, you know, because. Yeah. Nobody's gonna buy that shit. I mean, that, that that's why it didn't work in Batman and Robin. I mean, you know, the guy in the rubber it didn't suit. Didn't work in Batman and Robin was because Batman and Robin was such a bad film. Right, but like, you forget <laughs> Bane's Bane's in that movie. Yeah, well, I mean, they tried to do the super serum in that movie, but they made yeah. him made him into like fucking. He looked like, he looked like a guy in one of those sumo Halloween costumes. And was dumb. Yeah. Like completely dumb. Right. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it becomes this thing of like, well, how do you tr- take that and and kind of translate it in a way that, that's believable? And I, I think like the face mask worked for me because of that, because it's like, well, you can't do a cartoon version of Bane. So this face mask works for me because of that. You know, it's funny thinking back on the movie. I mean, you know, you're always waiting for that super strength and you know all this kind of crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I appreciate the realism of Bane gaining his strength from where he came from. Yeah. Like working himself to that. I mean, I get that. Yeah. But I swear there was a part in that fucking movie where they showed super strength on Bane when he was punching Batman or somebody. And I have watched that film over and over and over and over again, and I cannot find it. And I know I saw that like almost blurred punch. Yeah. When he's hitting somebody, I'm like, there it is, because I can remember even saying like, there it is. I was like, is it gonna come out now? You know what I mean? And right. it never did. But I mean, he was superhuman to a certain level, you know. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It just went down that bad path for me. But anyway. Yeah. But, I, I was just disappointed because I had I had just come on, you know, we had just come off this last Batman that was just like a masterpiece to me, in my eyes. Right. Um, to what they were doing, and then it just and this one started off good. Not gonna lie. Yeah. I thought it started off excellent. And I think there was story there too. Yeah. But then it just got lost. It did. <laughs> That assault on the fucking chest of whatever building. Just, yeah. I just can't get over it. The, the, it's unf- the thing about that is it's unfortunate that 
there's a lot of good in that movie, but the bad outweighs it so much yeah. that it brings the movie down. It does. I mean, I'm not talking like down to Mr. Freeze level. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, right. I this mean, we're nowhere near Batman and Robin level. No, I mean, this movie's still watchable. Yeah. But, um, but it's easy to be critical of it because the first two were so fucking good. Yeah, man. They were. I mean, you're setting up this beautiful arc, and yeah. then you just, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm working on something over here now. Yeah. I'm just going to give half my attention to this yeah. film. I mean, that's how, kind of how I felt. Yeah. Because those scenes were just so terrible. I'm working on Interstellar. Why the fuck are we in Pittsburgh? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I hear one more motherfucker say yens. <laughs> I just couldn't. I, some of the shots in that film, I just couldn't forgive. Yeah. I mean, they were just. I mean, come on, man. I got to tell you this story. I mean, it was I said, like Back to the Future-ish. I mean, you could yeah. see the sets. I mean, you could probably, you could probably almost see the two by fours holding up the buildings. Yeah. I mean, just so bad. Just so bad. Anyway, sorry. Go I don't normally tell work stories. And uh, I'm just <laughs> going to say this. like, I'm, I work in a call center. or I'm, You know, I take inbound calls. I, I do customer service. And uh, I'm talking to this guy. And I'm saying, well, maybe there was a... Uh, a coupon applied to help lower the cost. Mm. And he goes, what did you say? I said, well, maybe there was a coupon applied to lower the cost. And he's like, look, if you're going to be in a supervisory role and you're going to do customer service, you need to learn how to talk. It's not pronounced coupon. It's pronounced coupon. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So my, my reply was, I'm sorry I have a Pittsburgh accent, but around here we call it a coupon. <laughs> so let's move on. <laughs> and he's like, well, no, you just need to learn how to talk if you're going to do this job. Oh, my God. Dude. Yeah. I'm like, okay, great. So later on in the call, again, like it comes back, and I'm like, look, buddy, I'm glad some, somebody was able to apply a coupon to lower that cost for you, but it doesn't change the situation we're in now. And like, like you could just hear like there was like this moment of silence with him, and you could just hear him stewing. <laughs> and he's like, "Is there somebody else I can talk to higher than you?" I'm like, yeah, there is. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. Yeah. I just went like the the whole joke about like if I hear one more motherfucker say yens, I just thought of that. I wanted to share that with you because. Made me laugh. <laughs> I told Nancy that she said she I should have asked him if it's tomato or tomato. Right. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're a if you're a linguist expert. Yeah. You know, but. Um. Let me let me ask you this. So so like this is like I said, Batman: The Long Halloween, in my top two or three favorite Batman stories of all time. And I'm happy. 
they did this as an animated series. I, you know, and it's really, really well done. Marvel doesn't do the animated stuff like they used to. <laughs> if they were to do something like that, hmm. what, what is there a, a, a story that you'd like to see them tackle in that way of some type, like, or any comic book story. Like, I mean, maybe you have something from DC. I, I don't, I don't, can't imagine that. But like, what comic book story like is like one of your all time favorites that you'd love to see translated into like a, a very in, good in, cartoon? Yeah, like because like that's the problem. Like, you know, like the level of animation we saw with like um the What If series. Yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah, it was. I mean, God, there's so many storylines. Yeah. Oh, I know. Like, <clears throat> man. I mean, there's just so many Marvel stuff. I mean, I mean, I would love to see a Secret Wars cartoon. Right. Done right. Yeah. Following the book. Right. Um, I mean, that's just probably one of my all-time favorite stories. I would like to see a really, really, really good Spawn cartoon. Yeah. Or even Savage Dragon. I would love to see a cartoon about Savage. Yeah. You know, I'm flipping out of Marvel, but I just can't stay in the Marvel realm because there's just too many. Right. But I would like to, I mean... I would love to see it. Um, I would love to see a Secret Wars done right. Um, but um, I would have to go with. I think a Savage Dragon, like a really good Savage Dragon cartoon, would be good. Even Spawn. You're not a like, fan of like, that that '90s animated Spawn. It was good, but I would like to see an updated something updated. Just, New okay. technology, yeah. not that 3D crap. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm that, saying? That hand, like, kind of like, kind of like this, kind of like how how Batman: The Long Halloween was. I mean, that was that wasn't 3D. Right. Um, it was clearly had like a hand drawn look, but I'm sure it was done on a computer. Right. You know. Yeah, I like that look. Yeah, that's what I would do. You? What would you want to see? I mean, I would like to see the Phoenix saga done right. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Sorry. Yeah. Things are coming back to me now. Yeah. The Inferno series. I mean, there's just... Uh, I don't know. Weapon X. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many things that you can do. I would like to see a Wolverine cartoon. Yeah. Like, starting from number one. You know what I mean? That would be badass. But in today's technology. Right. Right. <clears throat> like, I mean, there are stories that I'd, I'd love to see. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I, I always, I feel like, like, uh, the, like the, see a super friends cartoon. Yeah. Like the death of Hal Jordan, like I would love to see that whole thing, like where like Hal gets taken by the uh, 
the Pyrex, Pyrex, I can't remember what the hell it's called. Oh God. But the, basically the, the force of like evil within the, the, the green lantern and, uh, the force of fear and, uh, like to kill it, to control it. Like he, he becomes the specter. Okay. Which is like this, like, like being of like, like being a vengeance and like it, it's it's kind of a cool character, but it's like he's supernatural and I like guess the only way they control what's inside of him. Like it, there's a lot of cool storylines, especially like later on, like like again, like Green Lantern Rebirth, where Hal Jordan comes back would be like kind of cool. Um, yeah. Because like this is a great moment in that book because Green Arrow is involved with it. And, uh, you know, all he has to ring on before Hal comes back. It's like, in case of emergency, break glass. And he's got Hal's ring. And he's trying to use the ring. And the ring works on willpower. And he finally gets it to work. But it's taken, like, all, it, like, saps him of, like, everything. He, like, collapses. Because how, that's how much willpower it takes to make his thing work. Mm. And later on, he's asking Hal. He's like, or He's asking Kyle Radner, who's like the only Green Lantern left. He's like, "Does that fucking happen all the time?" He's like, "You have no idea what it takes." <laughs> you know, like the, the like the amount of willpower that's required <laughs> to make the ring actually fucking work is like so astronomically high. You know, like it. And there's a reason why you you're, you're chosen. You know, so it's like one of those cool moments in the book where I'm like, "That is pretty badass." You know, hmm. um. I think like the Green Arrow, the Longbow Hunters. I think that would be kind of cool to have that. That's like an epic storyline that would be kind of interesting to have done as a comic book or as a as an animated movie. While you're on Green Arrow, I think Hawkeye would make a really good animated movie as well. There's some good storylines in Hawkeye, especially yeah. the newer books. I know a lot of people that got into those newer Hawkeye books. I'm talking like mid mid avengers yeah run like you know I, what I'm, saying? I'm not talking like at the end of end game and that yeah and like in the beginning of the avengers and stuff like that they, they were coming out I, with some hawkeye books i think it will be interesting like like if they ever did like a west coast avengers cartoon yeah that'd be cool you know because i mean that was like you know wonder man uh hawkeye Mockingbird. I mean, there, there was some interesting characters like on that West Coast Avengers team. Yeah. That was, uh, I think it would make for an interesting, like, cartoon run. Like, you could do, like, like five seasons, 10 episode seasons, like on HBO Max. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. or not on HBO Max, Disney Plus, I mean. Disney, yeah. Yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah. A lot of stuff they can do. Yeah. I mean, and that's like the great thing. Like, DC does that. Like, I wish Marvel did. <laughs> yeah, they don't do shit. Like, they used to. Like, there was a time where, like, they were putting on, like, like once every couple months they were doing these animated movies. The problem yeah. was they were animated for shit. Yeah, they were, I don't know why. Yeah, like, they, they put no money into, like, animation ever until What If. Right, and it's weird because, I mean... 
especially when you with the Dark Knight, with uh, you know that whole animated series. Yeah. Because I've been watching them. <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not, I've been watching. Yeah. Now I've not been watching them in order. I've been doing periodics, periodic yeah. episodes. A lot of with the Joker because I just you know it's a Joker. Yeah. But um. But yeah. Yeah, I started watching that. I put on an episode of fucking, um, what do you call it on the other night? Gotham. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, but I just wanted to. Yeah, revisit. A little bit, and I wanted to see what's his name is. The fucking, not the Mad Hatter, but. uh, Oh. The Riddler. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's, but it's like getting back to the animation thing. It's funny, like, cause like people hold up like that X Men animated series. Oh, it's like, and like from a storytelling I standpoint, yeah, like from a like telling the stories, it's very very good. They're right, but man, that animation is trash. Oh, it is. It's terrible. It look, you compare that to like the the Batman, the animated series. I mean, and it looks like a giant steaming turd. Yeah, it's on like that Super Friends level. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like, you know, 15 years later, 16 years later. No, it was like the same time. No, as the Super Friends? No. Oh, no, the Super Friends, no. Yeah, yeah, from the Super Friends, you're talking like 15, 20 years. No, not even that. I'm talking, I'm talking, it came. Amazing Friends? That well, was on Rupert. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But it was that same level of Yeah. It was that same level of cartoon. Right. There was no enhance there was no change in that cartoon between really Spider-Man and his amazing friends to slash the X-Men uh yeah. Animated I, series. Right. Same animation. Yeah. Maybe worse. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, like the only thing it had going for it was it, it told the stories very well. I mean, Transformers looked better than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're right. I mean, it's just it's like ridiculous because it, it's like there's no there's no excuse for it. Like no. just invest the money in in, in quality animation, That's and they saying. refuse to up until up they what if they just refuse to invest the money. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah, but they hold that show in such high regard, but the animation is garbage. It is. Like, it's like, just so bad. Yeah. But you're right. From a storytelling standpoint, it's excellent. Like, even some of the voice acting is bad on that show. Like, <laughs> I know. But yeah, that's it's, why it's, I went from. That's why I just watched The Dark Knight back then. Yeah. Because I just love the animation. Yeah. It was night and day. When you look at that animation on that Batman series versus the yeah. animation on X Men, and again, and like the just vo- doesn't hold a candle. Like the voice and, acting, like there are some moments in like the voice acting of like when I, like I've tried watch rewatching an X Men series because like I remember watching it in the '90s and thinking, "Fuck, this is good," you know. Mm-hmm. And I try watching it now and I'm like, "Holy shit, this is like watching Speed Racer from the '60s," you know. It just what was I thinking? But yet no. at the same at the same time, like I can rewatch those Batman animated series 
episodes over and over again. And the thing, it, like, one is the animation, but two is, like, sometimes it's the voice acting. There is some bad voice acting in that yep. X-Men. <clears throat> and that's, that's one of the reasons why I hate Rogue. Yeah. That's awful. In the books, he was great. Yeah. I mean, before this series. Yeah. And once a series came out, I can't read Rogue to this day in a comic book and not Without think of that, that shitty voice actress. That southern, sh- I mean, nothing wrong with that southern shitty voice. I mean, but it was just so bad. It was almost pungent. Like it was too much. Yeah. There's one way to be Gambit. There's another thing to be Rogue. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Remy pulled it off. Rogue just absolutely did not. No. It was <laughs> bad. Just, it was horrible. Yeah. Um, and whoever the voice actress was for Jubilee, that was another one that was just horrible. Even the whatever. Yeah. Think of that and animation. Ju- Yo, <laughs> yeah, that's Robin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One pumpkin bomb looks better than yeah. What they're pulling off on that show. Yeah, the fucking Spider-Man and his amazing friends costume party for Halloween was better than anything they put out in the next movie. Yeah, but and I mean, that was ten years prior. Yeah, but it's like it's funny though because like like. You're, we we hold it's just we hold that in such high high regard. And I don't understand why. Like I do because like at the time I guess it it worked because like at the time I watched it and I was like this is fantastic. Well, but, I think it connected a lot of things and I think the story right. I mean the storytelling was good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just. But man. it doesn't hold up at all. Yeah, Joe was better than that. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. People ate it up though. They loved that series. Thundercats was better than that. Thunder the Barbarian was better than that. Uh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, man. <laughs> now I have to say one thing though. Thundar the Barbarian was probably better than that because of the backgrounds they u- were using in watercolor. Yeah. But when you saw that different shade of brown for Ookla, you know something was up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Something was filled in there. <laughs> they overlapped that shit and they fucked up the color. Yeah. You know, like... Ukla just showing a little like lighter shade of brown. Something's fucked up. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's like the old Scooby Doo cartoons. I oh, mean yeah. Scooby Doo, I mean it's pretty good animation for back in the day, right? Yeah. But if you look at the backgrounds and the watercolor that they were doing in the background shots of like them in the swamp or the background yeah. of a house or right. that's what was good. But when you saw that fucking different shade of door, you yeah. knew something was coming through there. You knew it. You saw that. You saw that thing on the floor. It wasn't brown like the yeah. rest of the floor. Something's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, you got a. <laughs> <laughs> but you knew it was coming. Yeah. 
because it was overlaid, you know, on yeah. top of everything else, yeah. you know. What I mean? uh, but Thundar. Poor Thundar. Poor Ookla. Ookla in that different shade, you knew. Yeah. Something was happening. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if the anime uh, thinking back to Thundar, I think they were still doing watercolors back then. Yeah. On the backgrounds. Yeah. Um I don't know. The original He-Man series was pretty bad too, though. Oh yeah, that was awful. I mean, the problem with the He-Man series was, you know, all the He-Man characters had giant melons. Yeah. So I mean, like it wasn't like, you know, the X-Men where you seen like this this shot of yeah. X-Men and then, you know, three people conversing and stuff. Yeah. You just got two fucking gigantic melons in, on your TV. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. man in arms and He-Man are talking, and it's just, like, the two of them, like, looking at each other, like... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they would get keep getting those close-up shots like that. It was just, like... I could see the flaws. You know what I mean? I think you forgot to erase something there. And that was, that, that was something where, like, they subscribed to the... Uh, the, the the 1966 Spider-Man cartoon philosophy of well if we can reuse as many shots as possible we can save oh, yeah. money like there was a lot of like you could tell this is just like a, a reused shot of He-Man running through a hallway that they like overlaid over another background oh yeah for sure you know there was a lot of that <laughs> oh yeah and Spider-Man swinging through the seat. yeah yeah. That was all. You know. Yeah, you'd watch one of those episodes. You'd be like, oh, I've seen this before. I've seen this before. Yeah. You know. He must go there a lot. He must yeah. climb in that area. Yeah. Because he's he really swinging the shit out of this area. He must live near here. This must be the worst place on earth. I've seen like six of the Sinister Six here. What's <laughs> happening? I remember when he like, bought Sinestra there last week. Yeah, it's like an alley off fifth. This is a terrible place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Look at those rats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Telling you. Yeah, but they used to use a lot of refootage. Batman's yeah. out to save money. I get it. It does, yeah, but it's still, it like, looks awful. It does. Like it does, like especially like at that point, like you know, and he man was like a uh, that was making money, you know. Oh, I was selling hand over fist on toys. Yeah, it was killing, killing, killing on toys. Yeah, spend spend a little scratch, make it look good. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. They were just they were it's it's like the pirates, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the pirates. <laughs> They're making money regardless at that point. Yeah. So make a difference (laughs) (sighs) oh my god tremendous yeah I come to think about it G.I. Joe was a pretty bad cartoon we had some pretty bad cartoons it was bad in a way that like you know, nobody got hit. 
like you have these like massive battles like here come the joes storming like you know <laughs> whatever hideout cobra had and like cobra guys were just shooting like crazy and nobody's getting a hit with anything they were not there was never a dead body laying around like, oh. you know somebody gets shot out of the sky you'd have to see like you know like the two cobra guys in, in parachutes coming down like yeah you always saw the shoot yeah it was like like no like these people were like you're supposed to be the best of the best and you can't hit the side of a fucking barn fucking jeeps are being blown up and miraculously they jump out like my personal favorite would always be like okay we got to hit that bunker there <laughs> And like they're shooting at the bunker and like the guys are jumping out just before it gets hit and blows up. So you see that they've survived. Mm. And, I, and I get like, I'm sure there was like some sort of regulation in the eighties that you couldn't show like people dying like that, but still it's like, it's so fucking horrible, you know? But I think that's why I like these DC cartoons so much. <clears throat> yeah. Cause we're seeing some, uh, some R-ratedness and death and punishment. Oh yeah, they definitely go. They definitely like. I think uh, the fr- part one of the dark, the, the long Halloween was PG thirteen, and part two was R. Yeah. You know. So. And they've done like I know what um. I think they've done a couple of Suicide Squad cartoons that are both rated R. And no, I no, think. Rated R. Huh? I think it's mature. Yeah. And I think, um, well, I, I know Batman, um, the, was it the last laugh? No, not the last laugh. Killing joke? The killing joke. Yeah, that, that was a hard R. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that, yeah, the D, DC animation is not afraid to go after that R rating. Yeah. <laughs> Which I appreciate. I think they're quite proud of it. Yeah. I, I mean, too, at this point. they don't hold back, dude. No. <clears throat> Which I'm like, yeah. all right. All right. I, I get the use of the F word here. Yeah. I And I agree. And I like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's fucking like, badass right there. They're like, we don't have the fucking mouse holding us back. Exactly. And yeah. it's like, yeah, exactly. You're you're right there. Yeah. Instead of hearing like, you know, oh darn it, you get yeah. fuck Samuel L. Jackson on DC side. Yeah. Seriously. And Sam would have gotten, uh, yeah. gotten out that full motherfucker. And saw <laughs> the moments that Saw movie I watched, Spiral yeah. or whatever. The moments that you did see with Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Completely fucking worth it. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, like, he may have ten minutes in the entire movie. Yeah. Maybe. And he drops like thirty motherfuckers. But I mean, yeah. He may he may have ten minutes in this movie, but the scenes that he he's in. Hmm. Worth every penny. <laughs> every single fucking penny. Yeah. Seriously, I mean, that's... I, who I was... Not to go back, but... who I was really impressed with Chris Rock. Yeah. I heard yeah, you very good. Like, I'm talking like... 
Yeah. This was some serious acting chop shit going on right here. Yeah. Like without like they reined him in and said, Hey man, you gotta bring up your A game, you gotta act. None of this, you know. I think that was him. I mean, he he was like very big. Like he he pushed for this to be made. Yeah, I mean it was good. This this was his baby. So I think that 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 reigning in and like was really him. acting. I think that was more him than it was anything else. Because I mean, as far as believable right. characters, I would go like a ninety percent, eighty five percent. I mean, you still have the glitches of like I don't know. Like a couple of things he says just goes right to parent. Uh, uh, oh my god! The Sandler my, movies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like right to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's why I give it the eighty-five. But if, I mean, he's he's on money the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Yeah. That's you good. should watch it. It's actually a pretty good horror movie. Yeah, I have to look it up. What, what was it I, on? I think that was on Netflix. Oh, okay. I'm almost positive. It's something you have, because I didn't go. Or was it? No. I don't think it was on IMDb, because I watched something on IMDb, and I think I turned it off today. What's that? It's on Stars. No, I don't have Stars. Ah, son. Doesn't have stars. You won't watch Hamilton. What the fuck? Well, I want to get stars. It's Halloween for me. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I want to get stars because they did that. Uh, um, Stephen Amell did that uh, wrestling show Heels. That I want to see because okay. that looked really good. Yeah. So at some point I'll be subscribing to Stars just so I can watch that. Yeah, maybe a couple months. Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Once everybody else is like, you know, got all out of their system, I'll I'll catch up. Yeah. <clears throat> well, while we're going here, mm-hmm. there's something I wanted to bring up. I don't want to go there. I want to go here. So our our, our good friend um, Matt, Matt's a friend of the show on Twitter. Okay. Um, for those who don't know, he is very involved with like a uh, dark magic, no, dark dark magic, very much so. Yes, he. Uh, no, he he is very much into um. My little. Imi- <laughs> he's a brony, from what I understand. No, mm-hmm. he he he's very very much into a. Uh, he's a supporter of Heather O'Rourke. Okay. Uh, for those who don't know, you know, she was the little girl in Poltergeist. Yeah. Um, and, like, he 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 and his family, like, they do, like, like part of a foundation, like a conservatory, uh, where, like, you know, trees get planted. Yeah. Like, you know, apparently this was, like, a passion of hers that he's involved with. And uh, apparently he, he brought to my attention that they're doing a documentary about her. Uh, it's called Heather O'Rourke, She Was Here. It's independently financed by two studios uh, with a tentative release date to coincide with the 40th anniversary of Poltergeist of June 3rd, 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, the documentary will cover the events of Heather's personal and personal life and personal and professional life. Personal and personal life. That sounds stupid. Personal and professional life. I'm surprised stories for, 
for her fans include info never released to the public. The lies and rumors about Heather's death will be addressed in the documentary. Um, INDB will have a list of those interviewed in the documentary and will change as any reshoots develop. So he wanted me to bring this to um, our fans' attention. I fans, like we have fans, our listeners' attention. Um, so I don't, I don't believe there's anything like, like, like they don't think they need financing because it looks like it's been financed already. But um, something to keep an eye on. Um, so that's something interesting. Like I, I always. Documentaries are always interesting because I always feel like they're gonna they're trying to tell you a story from their point of view. Yeah, and I'd be interested to see what the point of view of this director is in regards to the life of Heather O'Rourke. Because I mean, it is a sad one. Yeah, you know. No, I get it. Yeah, so. So that's something to keep an eye on. I wanted to bring up Matt. You know, Matt's a friend of the show. He always retweets us and <laughs> interacts when he can. And so yeah, I'll bring it to everybody's sure. attention. Huh? I'll check it out for sure. Yeah. Oh, definitely. There's all kinds of mystery behind that that I would like to know the truth. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a. It's like just one of those weird, like, you know. Like one of those, you know, Hollywood, true Hollywood stories, you know. You know, what's the, what's real and what's like uh, scandalized because scandal is always more interesting. Yeah. I, I think it's the whole thing surrounding the show that is what's the weirdness of it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, yeah. It's just such a weird, I don't know. Yeah. There's all just kind of, you know, it's like fucking around with a Ouija board. Did we open yeah. something up here that we shouldn't have, even though yeah. it isn't me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. But to hear a documentary on the truths of it, I, I would like to, I, I, would, I would like to know. Yeah. Did that fucking clown really move off that chair? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> that is like, uh, uh, you know, why I'm afraid of clowns. And yeah, I never looked at a rocking chair the same. <laughs> that that poltergeist. It's amazing how like that movie's PG and is still scary as fuck. I can't believe that thing's still PG. I can't believe they didn't change the rating on it. But it's, it, I mean, I I get it. Yeah. But there's some things in there that I don't know. But for a PG movie, for a Steven Spielberg movie, like that, I mean, he produced it. I don't think he directed it. It's. It's a scary movie. Like, I mean, I mean, if they made it now, yeah, it would probably be PG thirteen. I think so. You know, but still, like for for you know for back then for forty years ago. Yeah, well, I mean, PG movie definitely. I don't know if she ever got nude in that. 
when she was rolling around on the ceiling. Can't remember. But there was definitely a bra and panty scene in there. There was her in the bathtub. There's definitely a pot scene, drug paraphernalia. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There was a gore scene. Um with the face in the mirror and the maggot and the chicken and you know what I'm saying? So I mean like there was definitely some PG thirteen elements in there. I mean, it was probably G in fucking England. But I mean, like here in the States, you know what I mean? Well, I mean I mean the thing you have to understand is like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like at that time, the rating system was much, much different. And so a PG movie I, it, I mean, this still, is before indie, so I mean, like, I base everything on I base everything on PG thirteen and PG before before indie, right? Bye. So, like, the th- the thing, the way I look at it is kind of like this: like, even back then and 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 today, most horror movies are R for a good reason, right? But that was a PG movie. If you want to say it, was like, it would have been a PG-13 movie if it was released two years later, that's fine. But still, PG-13 is still relatively tame. And that is still a scary as fuck movie uh, based upon what, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, No, I get it, what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, they, they do a really good job of, like, scaring the shit out of you without it being over the top. Right. You know. I understand it's a ghost story, and ghost stories are different than slasher movies, but still, it's a really well-done ghost story that, that does scare you. Yeah, I can safely say that that movie still has a place that scares me. Yeah. And I think because I watched it when I was so young, because it was PG. Yeah. The parents just, were taking their kids to these movies and like, what the fuck? Close your eyes, Johnny. You know what the, I mean? The, but I the, mean, the, like... The, the scene with the tree and everything, like... I mean that shit, you know, it it played into like your fears of 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 a, of a child, like, right. you know, the and shadow that a tree creates always scared the shit out of me as a kid, and it you know it played right into that, you know, it, it does a really good job of doing that shit. I mean, you get to the end of it, and you know, come into the light, and you know, shit like that, and you know, you move the body, you didn't move the bodies, but you move the tombstones, you know. I mean, it, it's really really well done. Right, the ghost coming down the stairs, that fucking, yeah, that was fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, that, for back then, that was like, yeah, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, like, a, it's an extraordinarily well done movie that, like, even like for the time, like even today, like you watch it, like maybe it, it looks a little hokey to you, but man, it's still fucking like shit. You know, it'll get your heart racing a little bit. Yeah, I think the only thing that's really hokey about it is like. If you look, if you look at it, and you says, "Oh, this is dated." No, nah, I mean you can make a movie today that make you can make it look like something like that happened. I mean, like back then, the clothing and yeah. stuff like that. So it doesn't really ever look dated to me, even the toys, because you can remake a movie like that and have it look right. exactly the same. The only thing that looks hokey to me is some of the effects, like the yeah. crumpling of the house within itself looks yeah. not good. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, but for the most part. Even the pool scene where she's in the pool and the skeletons are coming up, that looks fucking yeah. great. That's Spielberg magic right there. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, that is like, and like the scares and the, ah, but it's not yeah. really there. It's pretty much all in her head. 
Yeah. I mean, they're not saying anything. Nothing's coming out of their mouths. You know what I mean? Right. It's just a scare factor. But that's the beauty of Spielberg. I mean, like, you know, yeah. that's why he is who he is. And everybody says, oh, he won another Oscar. You know, like, motherfucker deserves it. Yeah. Motherfucker's a great movie maker from the beginning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? He turned Jaws into, you know what I'm saying? Right. And he's so well-rounded. You look at that fucking movie, and he had a fucking prop that didn't even work. Yeah. And he made that one of the most scariest fucking movies on the planet. Like, But it's like the thing of, like, you know, like, when it comes to Spielberg, like, he's so fucking well-rounded. Like, I mean, he's getting ready to, his next movie's gonna be fucking West Side Story. Yeah. That's he's crazy. He's a musical. Yeah. You know, that's outrageous. You know, yeah. this is the guy who, you know, who did Duel almost 50 years ago, and now he's, you know, Doing West Side Story, yeah, you know, it is. It's outrageous. Like, I mean, and this, and in between, like his body of work is so well rounded. I mean, you know, I, I mean, Schindler's List is a movie I will never fucking watch again, but it is ingrained in my head. Yeah, you know, it's visually stunning, and the story that it tells is like so. Like he tells us like this awful story, but he tells yeah. it in a way that's it's true and it makes you feel and like the way it's shot and like with the black and white and like the, the girl and the, 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 the girl in the red dress and color and everything. It, it's just so it's like, I think, I think all of Spielberg, <clears throat> I think all of Spielberg's movies are worth one watch. Yeah. No, I did. Yeah. Just to see the artistic side of this man. Yeah. And then, Probably 70% of them you'll watch again. Yeah. Others you won't. I've only seen, I think I've only seen Saving Private Ryan twice. Yeah. Um, and that was enough. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Like, it was a great movie. Yeah. But I, I just. I do not need to see the horrors of war. You know. Yeah. And, and, that and will like, yeah, I, it was just. It, it just got long-winded for me, but yeah. I mean, I get it. I mean, like one of my favorite scenes is when I think it's Giovanni Ribisi is gets blown apart in the fucking field and he's bleeding to death. Yeah, and they're fucking doing what they can. And da, da, da. I mean, that yeah. reminds me of <clears throat> what I do. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I just, but I, I do. I, I think that. Every Spielberg movie that comes out should be watched at least one time. Yeah. Just to say that you watched it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Anyway. Like even a movie like I I don't like 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 AI is still like visually stunning. Oh, I know. I, I can't really think of a like a real stinker. Like it's not. A, it's not a stinker. Like AI is not a stinker of a movie. It's just a movie that like. I don't know. It just like. I think again, that's a movie that's like. I think sometimes he does get a little too long winded. You know, with with the stories that he's telling, and I think that that was one of them. Yeah. But. You know, at the same time, I mean, like there are things in that movie. I'm just like, wow, this is really fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. This is amazing. I can't believe he pulled this shit off. You know. Uh-huh. So you're right. Like I mean, you're right. Like, like 
I have no interest in West Side Story, but I'm probably going to watch it because it's Spielberg. Yeah, I think it all deserves one watch, yeah. no matter what it is. Just to see what he did with a musical. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, there's a playbook for how musicals are done, like, as, as a movie. And, like, I can see him like, completely throwing out that playbook and doing it his own way, and it's going to look amazing. Yeah, I agreed. And I, I just think that... <clears throat> I mean, Spielberg was such a huge part of our childhood. Yeah. That... I mean, the movies are just... It, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like Uncle Spielberg. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's pretty much who we are a lot, of, you know, and what we do and how we think and how we see movies and stuff like that are because of Spielberg. Yeah. No, seriously. You're right. <laughs> like, I mean, and we grew I mean, we've grown up like from the time we were little kids with Jaws till now. You know, I'm a 48 year old, almost a 49 year old man who's like still like in awe of what Steven Spielberg can do. As a director. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely nuts how this man has shaped our life outside of Star Wars. And yeah. the two of them were friends, for Christ's yeah. sake. And, you know, he's, and, and, like, and more importantly, he's not a one-trick pony. Like, so nah. many guys, like, stick to, like, what they know. And he's like, nah, I'm going to try something different. I want to challenge myself. Right. I just, yeah, it just, I, it, he just, I don't know, whatever he does, it just, it just, uh, he, he blows my mind. Yeah. Seriously, I mean, like, you can hate him or whatever you want, but, you know? Yeah, no, I agree with you. Like, I mean, I, I don't see why anybody would hate Steven Spielberg. Like, no, I mean, I think some people get, like, tired of his stuff. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, oh, great, another Spielberg movie. Give him the Oscar. You know what I mean? I mean. But, like, I say the same thing about, like, um, Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Like, oh, here's another Scorsese movie with Nicholson and Pacino and, you know, all these guys. He's the same, the same cast of characters doing another mob movie and you know why why you know, but give him an oscar for it because you know he's he's martin fucking scorsese you know but <laughs> at this, but at the same time in all honesty he usually deserves it yeah like is his movies aren't my thing but yet at the same time i can honestly say like you know he's a master of his craft whether i like his movies or not <laughs> right you know so I, I, you know, the, 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 to me that complaint doesn't hold up because, you know, if, if he's making garbage, you know, he'd be doing TV at this point, and he's not, you know. Right. I just want to read this real quick from his, just from his production side, just sure. real quick, and I'm only reading from point A to point B, like, right, like I'm only reading from like when we were young. You know, right. and this is just the produ- production side. This isn't the direction side. Right. Right. So, Continental Divide in 81. <laughs> it's a funny yeah. movie. Yeah, it's a funny Scars. movie. Scars. <laughs> E.T., Poltergeist, Twilight Zone, the movie, Gremlins, 
the Goonies, Back to the Future, The Color Purple, The Money Pit. I mean, amazing stories. Harry and the Hendersons, Inner Space. Empire of the Sun, Batteries Not Included, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Land Before Time, Back to the Future, One, Two, Always, Joe versus the Volcano. I mean, it's crazy. Gremlins yeah. 2, Arachnophobia, then branches off, right? Because Arachnophobia yeah. is something completely different. 91, Curly Sue. So we're graduated from high school by this point. But what I'm saying, and that's just the that's just the production side. Yeah. That's, that's not that, even the production or writing side. Yeah. But that's our childhood in a nutshell. Yeah. Half those movies we relate to in to the, to this day. Yeah. We still quote half those movies. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's oh, nuts. Yeah. I mean it's it blows my mind how someone that that can be that influential on my day to day. Yeah. You know, sorry, I went off on a rant there, but I mean, no, you're fine. I mean, the guy is just, I mean, I mean, I don't like all of Spielberg stuff either. You know what right. I mean? Like I'll watch it once, but I'm good sometimes after that. But what he did for my childhood, it's irreplaceable. Right. <laughs> I mean, he fucking brought me in brother. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? I did, yeah. And he's best friends with the guy that brought me Star Wars. Not best friends, but what I'm saying is yeah. colleagues who yeah. brought me Star Wars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That is, that's my life. All I had to be was good friends with Roddenberry, and I, we'd be all right. No, I'm just kidding. I just wish he had reined in Michael Bay with those fucking Transformers movies. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like people forget, like he executive produced those. Yeah, he couldn't rein them in. Yeah, I just wish he'd reined them in some. It's funny thing about Michael Bay, you never know. <laughs> yeah. You mean? Oh no, it's fucking Michael Bay film. Anyway, I'm not gonna even go there. I mean, he's got another one coming out like next year, like in February, called Ambulance with uh Jake Gyllenhaal's <laughs> in it. I was like, watch the trailer for that. I watched the trailer for that. I'm like, yeah, is like without even seeing Michael Bay's name, I knew it was a Michael Bay movie. Like you could just tell. Yeah. You know, like, oh yeah, that lighting is Michael Bay. That explosion's Michael Bay. That yeah, that car chase is Michael Bay. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just like right. This this is clearly a Michael Bay. Oh yeah, look, it's directed by Michael Bay. I was right. <laughs> you know. You know who I miss the. You know it's funny when you see someone like that, and when you see someone's film like that, you kind of like, oh yeah, okay, I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know who this is. Yeah. Like Barkenheimer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what's his name? Um, not Ridley Scott, but. What's his what? What was his brother's name? Oh, um, the one who died. Yeah, I know you. I know you talk. Uh, not. I can't remember his. The way he shot a film. Yeah. You knew it was him. Yeah. And I miss. I kind of miss that. Like. So do I. View. Because I mean, his yeah, he he was a brilliant director too. Yeah. Tony, that was his name. Tony Scott. 
Yeah, the way he did films was like Yeah. Yeah, that's that's him. Did he make some romance? Did he do what? True romance? Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) But I I miss that art direction. Yeah. Yeah, because he he, his movies are not just true romance. He but he's done in quite a number of movies. Yeah. And you know what he did Top Gun. Yeah. He did True Romance, um, Enemy of the State. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's three like great movies right there. Oh, and he did a bunch of shit. Like, I mean, it was like he was I don't like I don't think he was as artistic as as Ridley is. Oh no, I don't think so. Like Ridley Scott's very artistic. Like even like I I'm watching the trailers for this, you know, House of Gucci. Mm. And it's like I'm watching like, oh, this looks like a Ridley Scott movie. You could just tell like like the way it's shot, you know. And it's like much more artistic than what Tony Scott would ever do. Because Tony Scott was about like smash cuts. Like, you know, right, like, right, right. He, he like but it had like a, a, a visual look that just worked for those. Like sometimes like like a Bruckheimer movie or a uh a Michael Bay movie, like they have those smash cuts too, where it's like like every three seconds like you're getting a different like camera view but they don't seem to work as well like with the tony scott movie like they, he he knew how to like work those cuts they make it look good yeah yeah he mastered it i mean like, yeah he did <clears throat> god sure romance was such a good film oh it is i think it's very underrated it is. I think so too. Like makes me feel old. <laughs> yeah. No, it does. I, I mean, it, it just makes me feel old because I'm feel like I feel like the old man saying, "Oh, you know what? You should really go back and watch True Romance." I know. It's a really good movie. Because it is. I mean, it's funny. Yeah. It's phenomenal. But I know. But I know what you mean, though, because it's like you know, you talk to somebody younger, and they're like, you know. You're like you gotta see this movie. It's true romance, and it's like it's like so amazing. And you know that this was directed was written by Quentin Tarantino, and they're like, oh, whatever. Yeah, and I was like, but you don't understand. This is like real. Yeah. Like this is like Brad Pitt before he was Brad Pitt, and this is yeah. like, you know, this is Balky. This is from a TV yeah. series, and this is fucking Christian Slater and Heather's. But you don't even know Heather's. Yeah, you don't even know. Like, I mean, this is this is Christian Slater at his best. This this, this is uh, this is like one of the only Christian Slater movies that I actually like. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. There's like three. <laughs> this is one of them. Yeah, and this is like you know Arquette. Yeah, come on, how do you beat Wait, that? You can't. And then like, and this is. One of the best you've watched. Maybe you've even watched Clerks. Maybe you've even watched <clears throat> other movies with great dialogue, but you have never seen the dialogue between fucking <laughs> Dennis Hopper and Christopher Walken in the oh same room and just truly quite understand what that is. Like, it's probably cinematically one of the best conversations between two people I've ever heard in a movie in my entire life. Yeah. In my life. Oh, I agree. I got that is the writing in that scene. 
I mean, it's, it's probably the best Tarantino. I mean, it, it, it screams Tarantino. Oh, the, a lot of the movie is. A lot of the movie does, but like that, like that particular scene, like it, it, it's reminiscent of like the Madonna scene in um, Reservoir Dogs, or you know, the yeah. the oddball conversations in Pulp Fiction. I mean, that was, but that's a, it, it. So it feels, but it went on forever. It did, yeah. Like it just, and, and it, it just was like, got better and better and better. And you didn't want it to end. No. And you knew two, what the outcome was going to be. Because it's just these two maestros just playing off of each other. You know? Yeah, it was unreal. Oh. I mean, like, and it was. You're exactly right. Two maestros playing off each other. Yeah. Very good actors in their own right. Yeah. Just fucking going to town on each other. You know what I mean? Like, just, yeah. God, it was so fucking good. Yeah. The, the it's funny the brilliance of young Tarantino, you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm not saying he ever got away from that. I'm just saying that. I mean, there was a lot of good. There was a lot of good stuff through the Tarantino films. Don't get me wrong. But I I compare that scene in True Romance. Um. I compare that scene a lot to the scene. In four rooms, where they're all at the bar. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. It's very. It, I, I yeah. wonder if he wrote four rooms very early on in his career, because it was so similar to not similar. You know what I'm saying? Right? Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. It was that dialogue, but it was just, it was so perfect in that moment. How how yeah. it was written into that movie? Yeah. Like the whole explanation of yeah, this yeah. is you know what I mean. Like, God, that was a good scene. But anyway, sorry. Wow, we veered all over the place. I'm yeah. more like I did, but it's okay. Well, like it, it's one of those things. Like Tarantino sold off those three scripts, like finance, um, Reservoir Dogs, and right. it was True Romance. Mm. It was um, uh, from Dust Till Dawn. Mm. And Natural Born Killers. Yeah. And Natural Born out of those three, Natural Born Killers is the only one that Tarantino says is not the same movie that he wrote. Like he's credited as the writer on that, but apparently, um, what's his name, the director? I can't remember. Uh, he changed up a lot of that script. I'm sure. Yeah. But there are moments in it, like at the beginning, like the whole thing about like the key lime pie. Right. That's very Tarantino. Right. Right. You know. <clears throat> like I would love to read the original script for that movie. Yeah. Like to see, because like again, like like from a dialogue standpoint, like I mean Tarantino can shoot a movie. But I don't think he's as great as people say he is. Okay. With visually. Yeah. I, I think his but his dialogue for the most part is like absolutely killer. It is, but I think it like I think with Tarantino it just got to a point where it was like, oh, all right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it it went like overboard. I think his peak of dialogue was I mean <clears throat> Out of all the movies, I, it has to be 
Pulp Fiction. I mean, that it seems like the whole movie was dialogue. I mean, like his type of dialogue throughout the entire thing. You know what I mean? I, I really thought it was Jackie Brown. Really? Yeah. Maybe. Like, pulp, pulp Fiction feels more a lot more like Reservoir Dogs. Like from a dialogue standpoint. Like they, they feel very similar. I feel like Jackie Brown, it's you can still tell it's Tarantino, but I felt the dialogue is more refined in that movie. Really? Yeah. I don't know if it's just a story that he told that, that kind of reined him in just a tad, but Man. I mean, like Paul to the, all over the place, dude. Yeah. But in its brilliance, it all tied in. Yeah, I mean, it's a brilliant it was, movie. I'm, I mean, it is. It's just a brilliant movie. But, like, I, I just, I feel like Jackie Brown is just like that, just like that right accent of, like, Tarantino <laughs> dialogue, but pulling it back just enough where it's not just monologue after monologue after monologue. Right. You know? No, I, I, I can hear that. I, I hear you on that. Yeah. What do you think about the Kill Bill series? Well, I mean, I mean, do you those, like the Kill Bill series? Yeah, I mean, they're both phenomenal. They, and okay. but, but again, like it, it feels like those movies are just like, like I, I think this is the difference. I feel like like the Kill Bill movies go back to like the where Tarantino likes to write a monologue. Okay. You know, and there's a lot of monologues in there, and they're, they're I mean, I mean, you know, in the second movie, the the Superman problem and that's a great monologue by bill yeah i mean you know but the but he like he likes monologues we're like in 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 jackie brown it's conversations yeah it's people talking back and forth not just one person just talking for five minutes giving you all this information you know <laughs> although that one person samuel L. jackson and paul fiction with that conversation with that dude was a good monologue. <laughs> no yeah the, with uh with roth yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh. don't don't get me like I said. Like, there are monologues that he's done that you're just like, I that is fucking amazing. I can't believe somebody wrote this. You know, I can't believe he wrote that. Yeah. I mean, uh, of the defining pieces in all of his movies, that is one of them. Yeah. I mean. Oh, absolutely. And I shall strike down upon thee. I mean, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't feel religious after that talk. Yeah. I don't know, son. No, I know. I get what you're saying. I, I wasn't a fan of the Kill Bill series. I mean, I liked it, but I wasn't like a huge fan. I just, I think I started trailing off at that point. Yeah. I did. I, I just wasn't a huge fan of Kill Bill. I yeah, thought it was good, cool, but I just, eh, I couldn't. I liked it, but again, I, get, I just, I feel like it's too monologue at times. Um, you know, I, mean, I, I just didn't think Uma Thurman fit the part. I, yeah, I get that. Yeah, but at the same time, like you, then you get into like Inglorious Bastards, oh, and I mean, yeah, you know, I mean that movie's like okay, like I like it, but I mean let's let's face facts. The thing that you only the the one thing you truly remember from that movie is Christoph Waltz at the beginning of it. Yeah. 
Right. No, I you know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's the thing you remember is that that opening with with, mm-hmm. with Waltz. You know, um, you know, Django Unchained's a good movie. Very good. You know, um, the 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 western that he did. That's a good movie. I can't remember what the name of that was. The one with Kurt Russell. Ah, uh, yeah. Hateful Eight. Yeah, Hateful Eight, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that was pretty good. Even, but, like, Death but Drivers. Because it had Russell in it. I mean, like, for me and you, was it yeah. good because it had Russell in it? Right. If, well, you I mean, take Russell out, if you take Russell out of it, is it that good of a movie? Well, you yeah. said, like, well, like Death, Death Driver. It's probably not that good of a movie because it's not meant to be, but I love it because of Kurt Russell. You mean Death Race? Death Race, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, that was good. Yeah. Man, was Russell good in that? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like he yeah. makes that. Well, him and um Rosario Dawson make that movie. Right, right. But I mean, it's probably. I mean, it's deliberately a bad movie because that's what it's meant to be. It's most meant to be a B-level drive-in movie, but sure. it's so. It's so fucking good because like, Kurt Russell's just acting his ass off. He is. I fucking love Kurt Russell. Yeah. Anyway. He's an American treasure. He is. There's so many American treasures. Yeah. But I mean, like, Kurt Russell's like a guy that, like, like if he was to make a Snake Plissken movie to date, his age, I'd still watch it. Oh, front row. Yeah. I'd pay, I'd pay, no, I'd be pay big money. Yeah, I would like say jo- uh, probably you know more center yeah. in the middle, but what I'm what I mean like yeah, I mean if John Carpenter was to come out and say we're, we're we're doing Escape Three, and it's going to be with Kurt Russell, tickets are two hundred dollars a piece. Yep, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Yep. Take my money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'll I'm be awful, up. but I'll be like I love every second of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Way off the rails. All over the board. Yeah, but I love episodes like that. I know. We better wrap this. this well, before I do, let me... Yeah, considering I only have uh, 15 minutes left on my battery. Oh, jeez. Let me <laughs> hurry up and get this in. Yeah. Um, Our good friend, Superfan Thad, mm-hmm. he uh, he did go to a haunted house this week. Mm. Um, he, he went to Kennywood um, okay. for the new Phantom Fall Fest. So it's no longer Phantom Fright Nights, it's the Phantom Fall Fest. He states it was rebranded from France <laughs> Phantom Fright Nights. The difference Why? is you can now enter the park for the day... And at 6 p.m., the spooks come out. In previous years, it was only from open from 6 to 11. Wow. So, um, the daytime is more family-oriented. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, so, he says he went around, too, so we can experience both things. Uh, we rode all of the coasters and the attractions during the day, and that left us to haunted attractions at night. 
uh, new for this year. They did not have Mortem's Manor at the cafe. They did have not have Mortem's Manor at the cafe, but they did have all the other attractions. They changed Gory Park and lost Kennywood to Hell Billy Hell. Overall, great time and always one of my favorites. We were able to see the new purple color on the Phantom's Revenge. The paint looked amazing. When will look amazing when completed. Um, and this week, he's going to uh, South Park's Hundred Acres Manor. So, um, so that's that's Thad's review. Any plans for tomorrow for uh, the old Halloween? Nope, just staying at the house, passing out some candy. Yeah, scaring some kids. Mm. Gonna have some some dinner. I'm on vacation next week. Nice. Yeah. So. Oh, you sleep in a little bit. Yeah, so. I don't blame you. So, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, it's the same with me. I'll I'll I'll, I'll probably sit outside and waste two hours. Waiting for three trick or treaters. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm, I wonder if like the kids, like I got like kids, like a couple doors down. I wonder if they'll come. And you know, we got the new neighbors that have their baby. I'm sure they'll be, you know, knocking at the door. So I'll just, I'm just gonna grab a chair. Selves. Yeah, basically, like you know, look, we have a, we have a baby that's holding a basket. Put some candy in there. Yeah, yeah six months. Here you go. Here's a Reese cup. I'm sure that will enjoy that's that. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. Here's an almond. I mean. Here's a Hershey's with nuts. <laughs> I thought about buying Clark bars, like being that dick. Oh, you should. <laughs> or Smarties. Yeah. Here's some fucking Smarties. And you get one, kid. <laughs> one Smartie. Like a bag of 500 was like three ninety nine. I thought about buying a bag of Smarties, you know. Only giving that one. These are, for, these are for me for the rest of the year. Here, kid, take this mellow cup and like it. Yeah. I don't, I don't like Reese's. Can't afford them. Here's a mellow cup. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a mellow cup and one Whopper. What a fucking time. I used to hate that. When I used to get candy and there'd be like one Whopper and a fucking wrapper. Yeah. What the fuck is this? Who makes this? <laughs> what I, I should have done was like go to like McDonald's and get like the coupon book. Oh yeah. Yeah, here you go. Here here's a coupon for for fr- free fries for you. <laughs> right. Shit never got oh, cashed in. Them fucking cookies were bomb. Remember old yeah. McDonald's cookies? Oh yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah. That's what dreams were made of. Those are gone the way of the grimace. That and the fried pie. Yeah. Do you remember the fried pies? Oh, yeah. The apple pie. Yeah. Cherry oh. pie. Oh, my. The originals. Yeah. Not the bullshit pie you ate with a fork. Yeah. No, this is like. Fried crispy goodness thing. Yeah. <laughs> and freaking heart attack on a fucking dessert plate. Yeah. Oh. Those were good days. Yeah, those were the weird candies. Yeah. Mallow cups, shady suckers that you've never seen. Yeah. You don't even know where that came from. 
You've yeah. never you've never eaten that in your entire life, and all of a sudden it's in your bag. That's a throwaway. <laughs> the worst, the absolute worst, was, and I always felt bad for these people because, like, what were you thinking? Like the homemade popcorn ball. Oh. My parents were throwing that shit right the fuck out. Yeah, and and like they took the time to make that. I mean, I think there were some honest engines that did that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like engines. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) What? Ian just got canceled. (laughs) Yeah, I just I need to get woke. (laughs) I'm sorry. All of a sudden, Dave Chappelle is coming to your defense. Yeah, right. <laughs> Calling me now. <laughs> honest engines. Jesus Christ. I think there's some honest people. Yeah. That were that were honest engines. Jeez, I can't even believe that came out of my mouth. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think. I uh, I think there's some honest people out there that made some popcorn balls and and like really like put the time in the kitchen like for like four or five fucking days yeah in the port i mean where i grew i mean people did give those fucking popcorn balls not the ones in the red blue and yeah purple wrapper yeah homemade popcorn balls homemade popcorn ball like saran wrap yeah and they made like 500 of them i mean they must have spent like days sweating their ass yeah Making these dripping their sweat into these popcorn balls. <laughs> no, seriously. And like, and like the just to have you brought your stuff, like, I ain't fucking eating that. Well, like, and with no. my parents, like it would be like, you know, because like my parents were like, you know, the like my parents are like, yeah, you know, people put fucking razor blades and you know, who knows what else in in the, the this stuff. You know, you're checking they're checking all the candy. Like, yeah, homemade popcorn ball is going straight to trash. Right there. Yeah. Anything homemade. Like, yeah, like, not, they're not even checking it. Like, you know, maybe it's clean. Like, no, you don't know what they put in there. You know. We had this neighbor before he died. <laughs> this is terrible. In the port, right? Yeah. He used to give away. <laughs> this was like two years before he died. I swear to God. Get on. Hey, how you doing, sir? You know, I'm not going to say the name. Yeah. But just to throw us like, I mean, we were like real neighbors within the same block. I mean, he knew yeah. all the kids, you know? Yeah. He'd be throwing fucking rolls and nickels and shit. Yeah. In our bags, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was his last gift. Yeah. He come on. Mom's like, who the hell gave you a bag and uh, a whole roll of nickels? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't going to give them up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the next year I wanted another roll of nickels. Yeah. But that's my five dollars. Those were some of the oddities. Yeah. You get that little cellophane, not like it was prepackaged, so someone made it, but you like, you know, like one and a half pretzels. Yeah. You're like a little pretzel and then a half a pretzel inside yeah. of like, you know, sealed plastic thing. You're like, yeah. Where does someone buy that? No, I have no idea. Is that the generic section of Giant Eagle back in 1984? I mean, like, who who buys these Halloween treats where you get, like, one and a half pretzels? It never felt like you would also get, like, that oddball house that would give you, like, a huggy. Yeah. You know. Like, I mean, like, what, like at the end, 
at the end of the night, you like have like two or three like you know huggies in your. And for those who don't like, I mean, they were like these little plastic containers that had like a like a an aluminum foil lid. And looked <laughs> you know. exactly like a grenade. Yeah, it looked, or, or or like a, a barrel, and it was like like this <laughs> shitty like you know fruit punch or grape drink. Just drink, or, dude. Yeah. It was you know. fucking drink. Yeah, it, but it was like you know. This oddball thing, so like, but like somebody would like like go like and buy like a a hundred pack of those and be handing out that shit out. <laughs> Jesus. My, per- right. my personal favorite though was there was a uh, you know Striffler's funeral home. Yeah. And we would go there and they give you enough finger sandwiches. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you go to the funeral home and they give you ice cream. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so like, but you'd have to eat it right then. Like, you couldn't take, like, I wasn't coming home with you, you know. And like, half the time it was like, like half melted, because I like, right. they like have like a, in a cooler, but the cooler was open. Right, right. And I was just thinking to myself, I just think to myself, like, you know, what the fuck, like, you know, you you understand how cooling works. You keep dead people here. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why am I getting a fucking melty ice cream sandwich? <laughs> right, right. Oh, well. Let's wrap it up. Your battery's about to die. Four minutes left, son. Four minutes left. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. You can hey. send us an email like Thad does. Uh, if it's interesting, I'll read it. If it's, you know. But uh, that email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very, very easy to find. Um, and we are a member of a number of podcasting networks. We're on the, uh, the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Pod Breed Network. Give them a Google search. You'll find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And lastly, as always, we want to thank you, dear listener, for checking us out each and every week. Can't thank you enough for uh, your attention. We appreciate it. We do. And on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.